I'd like to say a huge thanks to Absolute Collagen for supporting this episode of Grazia Beauty Life Lessons. Did you know that Absolute Collagen is the most concentrated liquid marine collagen on the market and can help you feel your absolute best every day? People who regularly take the sachets notice an improvement in skin hydration, their hair looks glossier, they have stronger nails, and they feel less tired and fatigued. With feedback like that, what is not to love? Hello and welcome to this episode of Grazia Beauty Life Lessons. I'm Jolie Walker, Grazia's Head of Beauty, and in this podcast, beauty experts, influencers, and celebrities share their five best beauty and well-being tips. From makeup to hair care, skincare to self-care, we get all of the top tips, stellar advice, and inspiring stories too. Subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. Today's guest is Millie McIntosh, TV personality, content creator, and podcaster. She reminds us of the importance of looking after our skin. SPF, so important. I didn't wear it enough when I was younger and now I'm in my 30s, I'm dealing with the sun damage. Gives us her top tips for reducing hair breakage. So don't wash your hair too often. And like strip the natural oils out. Again, everyone's got different hair types and different, you know, some people important to wash their hair more. I try to wash my hair like twice a week. And reveals her many tan fails. I have always loved being tanned you know, since I was a teenager and discovered it. And I'd say I've definitely had some tan disasters. So here she is. Hello and welcome, Millie. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you. I'm very excited to chat all things beauty. Yes, very, very excited to have you on. Thank you so much. And also to hear all of your best beauty advice, because I have no doubt that you have absolutely tons uh, and loads of favorite products as well. But before we get into that, I'd love to know about your beauty vibe in general. So what is your beauty cupboard like? Uh, do you hoard loads of products? Do you keep things minimal and streamlined? What is your vibe? I'm a hoarder, I have to say. I have just been obsessed with products, just all beauty products since I was quite young. I think it started with nail varnish when I was a child and my granny used to let me have her old nail varnishes. So I used to kind of start collecting them and like, they were like my little treasures. Mm. And I have to say, I have just like bags and bags and bags of product. And I'm currently like glancing around my bedroom and there's just, yeah, it's not very tidy organized. Yes, there's products everywhere. It's actually really bad. I need to have a proper organizer of it all. It's quite messy. But what about areas of beauty? Are you like obsessed with fragrance, skincare, beauty? What do you hoard the most of? Probably makeup. But I'd say probably like skincare, makeup, hair care, body care. I mean, I love it all. all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. I've probably got the most makeup, um, but I actually probably don't use makeup as much because I just don't have time every day to put it on. Yeah, but I, even like I'm like that with makeup is the number one thing that I hoard, like palettes. Even yeah. if I just want palettes. to use one shadow in that palette, I have to keep it. I have to collect them. Yeah. yeah. How long I'm do you like keep you. them for? I mean, I've got some that I've probably had for 10 years. I feel like when it's a dry powder, not as bad. I feel like we can keep yeah. those a little Any bit creams, though, they've got to go. Yeah, um, they've got to go. I try and say that after a year, they have to go. Um, there's probably some rare, very gnarly old lipsticks that are kicking about. <laughs> it's right at the bottom of the box. Yeah. 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 Okay, perfect. Well, it sounds like you're on the right podcast <laughs> Millie, thank you for joining again. I also wanted to hear more about your second season of your podcast, which is coming out in autumn. Can you tell us a little bit about it and what's kind of in store for the second season? So the second season, we're just kind of in the planning stages at the moment. I'm really excited to start recording again. I've had a really great reaction to the first series. And I feel like 
we've only just scratched the surface. Like we're just kind of getting comfortable. Um, you know, the first series, I feel like we were, I was quite nervous at the beginning. I was like, God, what are people going to think? Are they going to even like me? Are they going to want to hear what I've got to say? But it's been really well received and I really enjoyed doing it. So I'm excited. We're, we're kind of lining up some really exciting guests, some great experts as well. I'm going to be reaching out to our audience and our fans and hearing um, and taking on board like what they want to hear more of and what they want us to kind of include because I think it's really important to get that feedback as well. I think that's a brilliant way to approach it, just listening to people and your audience and what they want, which I think is always a brilliant way to go around things. Yeah, it's just kind of giving advice and help people with their what we call mum lemmas, um, which are like a kind of dilemma that parents are constantly faced with and they constantly change. So it could be anything from, I can't get my child to eat anything but like chips or, I, you know... I imagine that's a common one. My child keeps coming into my bed at night and yeah, how do I stop it? But you know, that is is so varied. And then we get, and I have experts coming on to give uh, their advice as well. Amazing. And that is autumn. Yeah, it's coming out this autumn. So yeah, we're going to start recording again next month. And yeah, I'm loving doing it actually. And it's really nice also to go on other people's podcasts. So thank you for having me on. Actually, I was thinking about this this morning. I interned um, on the Grazia Beauty Desk about 10 years did ago. you yeah no way yeah. Oh gosh, I love this tell me about it I'm hoping like, it was a really good experience it was yeah I interned it was around the time actually that I was on Made in Chelsea and I interned at Glamour and also at Grazia yeah and beauty was like that was the area that I was interested in that was where I wanted to be and I mean it was lots of like getting coffees and that kind of thing but also you know sitting in the beauty cupboard and having an organized and like just surrounded by all the latest products so I found it really really fun oh I love that yeah I mean when I was an intern as well my first internship just when you get to go into that beauty cupboard especially sounds like you're a beauty hoarder I am definitely a beauty hoarder surrounded by walls of products is basically my happy place let's jump into your five best pieces of advice then and let's start with skincare so what is your best piece of skincare advice I would say Maybe it's not the most exciting one, but SPF, so important. I didn't wear it enough when I was younger. And now I'm in my 30s. I'm dealing with the sun damage and the treatments needed to be done to help reduce it and help with all the kind of dark spots and the areas of pigmentation. And I actually had a mole removed yesterday, which my dermatologist didn't like the look of. And I just think that's really important to do as well, like mole mapping, especially if you've been someone that's like exposed to the sun a lot. But I think going into my 30s, I definitely feel a lot more conscious of the damage I did to my skin when I was younger and I and I didn't care. And I just thought, oh, whatever, I'll deal with it when I'm old. <laughs> Why did I think like that's so stupid? I was exactly the same. And I don't think then like people talked about it as much and the importance uh, of SPF. Like I used to use sunbeds. Yes. And now I think about it and especially like being in the beauty industry, I think we're buying so many products and we invest in so many amazing kind of actors and things like that. But if we're not doing the one base step, we're, we're kind of wasting our time on those other things because it's like the one key element that we could be getting right. But it's hard to find your favorite kind of formula, isn't it? And the one that your skin gets on with, what do you kind of gravitate towards? So for my face, I like to use an oil-free formula. Like I really like the kind of Helio Care ones. Also really like ultraviolet. Um, I always do 50 on my face, neck and chest. And then on my body, I do tan quite easily, but I really love, I, I use 50 like anywhere, kind of shoulders and chest and upper back. But the um, Estoderm 
sun cream they do it don't do it by factor they do it by the strength of the sun so like either medium or strong and I always use the strong one but it helps you to tan more I love that one where you literally has the little sundials yes. on the front doesn't they it use the one with three suns yeah yes I love that one and also the ultraviolet facial one do you use the drops do you use yeah, the, tube? the drops the drops I've just been using those for the past week in Cornwall like we were talking before they are so amazing yeah, that's a, that's a new that's a new discovery, and like makeup goes on on top, totally fine. Yeah, really lightweight. It's kind of like yeah, it's on a pipette, isn't it? And it's a yeah. silky serum that feels way more like a moisturizing skincare step than it does an SPF. That's what you want it to feel like. You're not like oh, it's a pain to put it on. You want something that feels good, not a chore, right? Exactly. And you don't want to see it. You don't want it to affect how your makeup goes on afterwards, or you don't want a kind of chalky effect. So yeah, SPF all the way. And I'm normally there with a hat and everything as well. Because actually since having my daughters, my skin's really changed. And I've got a lot of pigmentation, um, which is really common when you're pregnant because of your hormones, everything changes. And I have these kind of white rings around my eyes that come out more when I'm in the sun. And you can do things with like lasers and stuff to help, but I've kind of wanted it to settle down a bit first. But the only thing that's really helped, to be honest, is avoiding the sun. An SPF application. Yeah. And as for your kind of routine as a whole, do you layer a lot of products under that or do you keep things quite simple in terms of layering? Quite simple. I'm a big believer in a serum. So normally like a hydrating serum, a moisturizer, an SPF, and then depends what I'm doing, but probably like some kind of tinted moisturizer. Nice. And what are your favorite tinted moisturizers? So my favorite favorites, I've used a Shantakai one called Just Skin since I was really young. I used to work at Space NK when I was about 20. So I kind of got familiar with all of those lovely brands they have. And it's one that looks like your skin, hence the name Just Skin. That's one of my favorites that I've used for a long, long time. And I've just discovered a new one, which I'm obsessed with. It's from Rosing. So good. Have you tried it? It's like the tinted serum. so good. I just tried it yesterday and it's actually my new favorite and it's so lightweight, which especially in this summer heat, it's more lightweight than just skin. And actually I'd say at the moment it's perfect. It's a great one for like on holiday, like in the summer. And how would you describe the texture? Because it's like suspended droplets. Yeah, it's just super hydrating, but light, like it's like water, but it, and it gives a nice like subtle coverage. And then, the you know, use concealer where I need it, maybe around my eyes or on any blemishes but I like having with my, my I guess my beauty ethos and my I like to see the skin I think that's mm. I go for quite a natural approach with makeup even if I do a kind of a heavier eye or a lip I like to keep the skin quite fresh and natural so you can see my skin and it's not a heavy coverage I'm the same and actually that takes us very nicely into your second piece of advice for makeup then so would that be your best piece of makeup advice do you have another piece I think it's so different for everyone because people like to, you know, go for a different finish, different coverage. Some want dewy, some want matte, um, some people contour, some don't. So I would say that I wouldn't say that's, that works for everyone because people have different um, wants and needs for their skin. I'd say one thing that I learned quite early on, but I used to get it really wrong, was like matching the right color for your skin, your base. And I definitely would walk around with that kind of line around my jawline and chin where it wasn't blended and it was totally the wrong color, normally much darker and kind of a bit orange. And it just did, I was like, I just thought I could make myself look like I had a tan, but I didn't. Didn't think about the neck down. I was with you. (laughs) I was absolutely with you. These were in the days that I would also apply that. And then I would spray my face with hairspray. (gasps) 
to keep to set it. it. I would, yeah. Oh god. And it was wow. just all wrong. It was all the wrong color. But it does make good like a good throwback picture now. So no regrets. <laughs> yeah, color-wise, I would say just, you know, try if you can the color in daylight, if you can get a sample of it, or you, you know, you you go somewhere like where they've got lots of makeup counters and you can try it often in if you go to like a department store or something, there's not really any daylight on those ground floor kind of beauty halls just to kind of put some on your hand and go kind of to a window or outside and like do it properly in a mirror where you can see in daylight. I always think that's really the best way to match the color. I think that's a brilliant piece of advice and one we actually haven't had on the podcast, but it's, it's really hard to find the perfect shade when you're shopping online as well. But even getting that little sample and maybe even wearing it for a day, if you really yeah. want to invest in finding your perfect base which is kind of the holy grail or what a lot of people tell me is their kind of holy grail of makeup. Giving it time to settle, it might change in a couple of hours. Totally. So seeing how it works with your skin, I think is a brilliant piece of advice. And I would normally have, like, with this is with concealers as well, you know, two or three shades with my base, maybe two shades. And I wouldn't use them necessarily both at once. It kind of depends on the time of year, I might be slightly more tanned and want the darker one at some points. So it just would probably depend on the time of year or what I've been doing. But with concealer, I often use a slightly pinkier one under my eyes to help with the dark circles. And then I might use a slightly more yellow based one on any blemishes to help with the redness. I'm like that. I have two shades of concealer as well. Yeah. Always on the go. But if you invest in two at the beginning, you're not going overboard because they're going to last they'll last for long yeah that's what I think exactly too. yeah <laughs> how we justify okay perfect let's go on to number three and talk about hair care then what is your best piece of hair care advice I think don't wash your hair too often and like strip the natural oils out again everyone's got different hair types and different you know some people wash their hair more I try to wash my hair like twice a week when I had my my first daughter my hair really struggled and it started snapping and breaking and it was really fragile and I asked my hairdresser like what can I do to help like reduce this breakage he was like just don't like tie it up when it's wet sorry I'm giving Good loads tip. of different tips of advice he was like when no, your I'm like give wet, me everything my hair's an ounce all the time when your hair's wet that's when it's most likely to break you can stretch it and do damage to it without realizing it's also you know like if you've just got out of the shower and you put your hair up in a big towel that really pulls on your hair and really damages it. But use like a small microfiber towel, um, which isn't heavy and it's much more gentle on the hair. Mm-hmm. So that's one I like hadn't thought of before. And it's like, it's, yeah, it's like just being careful with it when it's damp. I try and not use like hair ties. I try and use hair clips or those like curly hair bands or like silk hair ties. Um, yeah, help, I've got one in right with, now. <laughs> to help with breakage. And then, you know, I do, I take supplements. I use kind of the Kerastase anti-breakage line wait is that the anti-fallout or is that a different yeah one? it's the anti-fall the genesis it's, it's so like the pink packaging good. I love that yeah. product so much it's amazing um, so I've been using that um and actually since having my second daughter my hair is a lot healthier like it's actually long showing you know on the camera so it's actually the longest it's been in in a long time super long and also regular trims even mm-hmm. I just take off the t- a tiny bit but every kind of six to eight weeks I just take off like literally less than a centimeter like keeping on top of it that, so that was loads of different tips but it was hard to I'm literally going to take all of those tips my hair especially being bleached it snaps so and when you easily. when you brush it when it's wet use like be really gentle with like a tangle teaser and hold it and just start with the ends and don't pull don't let yeah. it pull from the root and just gently do it yes I do that 
I think that that is a number one rather than just like have, yanking yeah. it through your hair but you do and I, I used to do that all the time I've got really actually quite curly hair naturally and it can kind of get all a bit matted at the back and kind of yeah. yank it, yeah. it all over the place but taking a little bit of time like even a bit of detangler and then to brush your hair I agree is actually really key yeah always use a heat protector I like to always use something on the ends as well um you know like a serum just to help like smooth and soften um I do a mask I want to say like once a week maybe it's maybe it's slipped like once every two weeks but sleeping with a hair mask in is a great one or if you use it on holiday sitting in the sun with it in is kind of like a heat treatment you've got this routine down and what treatment do you apply overnight? Because I wear my hair masks overnight as well. I often do the Philip Kingsley one actually recently. Yeah, the the, the elasticizer. elasticizer. That's really good for softness. Even just like the Kerastas mask is a good one. And I actually tried this TikTok trend the other day. Have you seen it? So you, you drench your hair in an oil. Mm-hmm. So like Kerastas, like Elixir, Super Elixir um, is what I used. And then you put it your hair in it. Well, you do it kind of the mid lengths and ends like make it really oily and then you put it in a sock and then right. you put a, put a hair tie around it and then yeah. you sleep with it in. I think I've seen that on Instagram. I think a friend of mine did that. Did it work? It made it so soft and so like silky and shiny. Okay, wait. So what we need to do, oil, mid-length and yeah. soak it. As much oil like as drench. you can get on yeah. there. Drench. Yeah. Take a sock, clean sock. <laughs> clean sock. Uh, <laughs> clean sock. But do you have to put it in a plat first or do you just... I just kind of bundled it, like folded it on itself. Like yeah. you could just Folded like do a little in. twirl it up, twirl, like do twist it, turn it into a little bun, put the sock over it and then just put a hair tie around, like tightly around the top of the sock, just keep it in place. So you don't basically get like oil all over your pillow. Yeah. And then in, wake up and do, you know, a good wash. You have don't put oil on the roots because that's probably mm. going to be like a little bit too, might make your hair a bit greasy. Give it a wash, like wash it as normal. Like, like I think I just shampooed and conditioned it, but the ends were so silky and soft. Okay. I need to do that as well. I'm actually, I'm, I'm like, oh, I need to do that tonight. Yeah. It's like the, the sun in the summer are just never that kind on the ends of our hair, I think. No. Sea, sun, sand, all of the kind of combination. All the good stuff is never actually good for our hair. Do you do any other TikTok trends? Like, have you ever found any others on TikTok that you love? No, that I that's the most like recent hair one. Have you, have you found any good TikTok hair trends? I mean, I follow a lot. And actually Annie on our team does a kind of series on Grazia where she tries them all. So I just kind of, across the desk from Annie, I'm like, right, tell me what's the best. What do I need to do? But I'm going to try this hair one for sure. And we will be right back after this little aside on our series partner, Absolute Collagen. With tons of benefit, it is no wonder thousands of people swear by this award-winning liquid formula. Did you know that our natural collagen bank starts to decline from about the age of 25, which can lead to hair thinning and more prominent fine lines. Absolute Collagen offers a natural way to boost your own body's production of collagen, helping to support and maintain you from top to toe, including skin hydration, glossier hair, and stronger nails. All the ways you can take it, liquid collagen is known as the best way for our bodies to absorb collagen. We can absorb an amazing 90 to 95% of each sachet, which is far superior to collagen pills and is 100% natural. Just another reason why it's such a popular addition to so many people's beauty regimes. Okay, perfect. Let's go on to number four then and talk about treatments. What is your best piece of advice for treatments? Best piece of advice for treatments 
do your research on who you're going to go to. I mean, there's so many different treatments out there. I think it's really important to have somebody that really knows what they're doing. And again, it does depend a little bit on how specialist or scientific or just depends a little bit what you're having, but whether it's a facial or a body treatment, or you might be doing something with machines, you want somebody that's really experienced and really knows what they're doing. I love treatments. I mean, I love just, you know, the self-care, like going for a treat, having, whether it's a nice massage or I'm actually going for my third and final Morpheus 8 tomorrow. Oh, which, how have you found it? Um, has been something I wanted to try. I had to wait till I wasn't pregnant and gave my skin a bit of time to settle um, after I finished breastfeeding. I've found it amazing. It is painful. I'm not going to lie. Okay, talk us through what happens if someone's never heard of it before. So Morpheus 8 is a microneedling treatment, also uses like a radio frequency. And this, I'm probably not going to explain it properly, but basically it damages your skin and it makes the skin create collagen. Um, so it, it makes the skin make essentially new, younger, fresher looking skin cells. So as your skin recovers, you go quite red for a couple of days. You might get dry, flaky skin for a few days, but it's not like terrible downtime where you won't want to see anyone. You just might be look a little bit like you've got too much sun for a couple of days, but it's not, you're not kind of bruised or anything like that. And how long does the treatment take? So you have like numbing cream on for an hour and then it takes about half an hour. And then how many sessions are you having? So I've done a, a course of three. That, so that every like six to eight weeks that is the course. And then after the three, I think the maintenance is you have it maybe once a year. Okay. And also on my list. For, for good, it's good for like, it's good for anti-aging it's good for helping reducing like lines and fine lines it's good for firming it's good for you know pigmentation just hydration it's, it's good for loads of different things but I yeah I wanted to try it for a while I wanted to try something that I thought I would really get good results with and even with the numbing cream I'm not gonna lie it's probably the most painful treatment I've had on a scale of one to ten what we're we talking the first one I found a bit of a shock as well I think so I didn't know it's a bit like having a tattoo I'd say the pain I haven't had a tattoo, but I'm guessing that's quite high. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a lot of shouting that goes on from my end, quite a lot of swearing. But, For half um, an hour as well. How I go to this amazing, this amazing woman called Sadaf Jafari, and she is so lovely and makes me laugh and like holds my hand and we get, you know, she's like, come on, Millie, you could do it. You could, you could <laughs> do the swearing. The kicking, yeah. the screaming. So that, yeah, that's a recent treatment that I've been having. It's a bit, that's not such a relaxing one. But I think, yeah, with treatments, I don't have like loads of treatments. I say I do my nails as a regular thing, maybe every two weeks. I have blow dries fairly often, like once a week. I'd say often if I'm working, just make, or if I have an event, that just makes me feel good. And then I might have, a facial every I say I have a facial at least every month and massages as well like maybe every two weeks it kind of depends oh, what I'm doing I'd love to have a massage every two weeks what would you like a <laughs> really, really like, indulgent absolutely <laughs> not it's self-care you know there's I use like Ruby app and it's it is really lovely to have a treatment at home and then just roll into bed yes again on my to-do list so what do I need I need 
a massage. I need morphine <laughs> A. I need to put my hair in a sock covered in oil. I need to, to organise my beauty cover. I know we're both going to go away and be like, okay, I've got like a list yeah. of things I want to do now. What about you? What, what treatments do you love? Agree. I have my nails done every two weeks. It makes me Gels. feel uh, shellac. Yeah. As soon as I've had them done, I feel so much more like pulled together. Me too. I've got rubbish nails. They're really crap. They're really short. I have oh, the I same like colour always. And on my toes. I'm a creature of habit. But yeah, shellac nails are my kind of go-to. I love LVL, lash lift treatment. Ooh, I, think, I haven't had that. Oh my God. Okay, that's my one piece of advice to you. Try okay. it. If my lashes are fairly fair, but also quite straight, and it's a curling treatment, so okay. permanent. It lasts about six to eight weeks. It is. You tint as well. Yeah, it's a tint as well, but it's a complete game changer. You can't wash your face for, I think it's 24 hours, 48 hours, no steam. But when you go on holiday, honestly, I can't even describe how good it okay, is. And when I you put your mascara it. on, it, your lashes are twice as long, even though it's not technically lengthened. They're conditioned. Ooh. Oh, it's amazing. I would say that is my top tip. And actually, I was speaking to my friend Lisa about it last week. She's recently had it and she was like, I will have this every six weeks for the rest of my life. <laughs> okay, now so I feel like I've got, to, I've got to have that. You do? Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like without mascara, it still looks good? Or do you like. 100%. For the first, actually, probably two weeks before, until they start to drop again, I don't really wear mascara. Like it looks like you're wearing mascara. It's so probably really nice before a holiday really nice before a holiday and looks good without but when you put mascara on it's like bam I can say because I've got crap lashes it really makes a difference for me but yeah check them out I tell you who else who loves it and was talking about it on the podcast Charlie Howard I don't know if you know Charlie yeah I know Charlie she's got amazing lashes she does there you go thank you there we go perfect weekend plans (laughs) okay perfect let's talk about self-tanning then which is a big favorite topic of mine as a big self-tanner. What is your best piece of advice? So me and Tan have had quite a long relationship. I have always loved being tanned, you know, since I was a teenager and discovered it. And I'd say I've definitely had some tan disasters, you know, the streaks, maybe possibly going too darker than it's possibly a good idea. <laughs> that You know, that very obvious and fake tan look. Um, I think, you know, the kind of orange palms are always a, a good giveaway as well. <laughs> many and orange palms. Many, many, many. Advice would probably be find the right shade for you. There's so many different ways you can tan. There's like, I used to always use like a gradual tan moisturizer because I found that was just quite, quite easy to to apply and quite, I think I discovered it when I wanted to, I wanted to extend my tan after a holiday and started using like an all over body moisturizer that had a gradual, um, a gradual tan. Now I tend to not use fake tan all over that often. I use it on my face more. I always have a spray tan now before, um, a holiday and sometimes before a shoot or an event, but always before a holiday. Cause I don't really sunbathe that much anymore. Like since having kids as well, it's really hard to sit in the sun Yeah, and I used to love it, but actually also now, maybe I'm just like, getting old but I just I don't really like getting hot I'm with you and I used to I'm like oh I just get really hot and fl- me too I get really hot and flustered and I'm just like oh this isn't even nice I just want to be in the water or in the shade yeah in the shade a spray tan makes you feel oh. so good 
Oh yeah, I was yeah. thinking last time I saw James Harkner. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, he's an amazing I haven't. He hasn't. He hasn't. I've heard of him. He hasn't done my turn, but I've heard of him. He's amazing. I mean, so many amazing people. But when you step out and you wash in the morning and you're just like, yes, holiday ready, holiday mode. Yeah, and you're at the airport and you feel so good. You've got your hair done, nails done, tan. You don't yeah. really even have any makeup on. You just feel great. You feel good. And then yeah. I jump in the sea and ruin everything. But it's good for that really good airport hour. The first, the first day when you've just got there, you've got changed yeah. to put your bikini on and you're like, I look great. I'm so tanned. <laughs> yeah. And then by the end of the week, you go home quite a lot paler. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is not how it's supposed to be. And then when you're doing your tan yourself, what formulas do you use now? So when I'm doing it myself, I love using the Tan Lux Overnight Tanning Oil on my face. I've nice. used it. Yes, so good. Love Tan Lux. So like, it just hydrates as well. And it's a really natural color. And I don't feel like it normally doesn't go wrong, even if I do it when I'm quite tired and I'm not paying that much attention. As long as you yeah, wash your hands, you're kind of one. good. It's mm-hmm. quite foolproof. That's one I love. And I do, I do feel like I just wake up with that healthy look, like I've just caught the sun um, I might I try and use it like maybe once or twice a week. Uh, that's one of my favorite face ones. And then for the body, I like Amanda Harrington. I don't love know Amanda used. Harrington. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, so it's, good. She's so lovely. And she sometimes comes and does my tan for me. And she applies it all with brushes, like almost like body makeup. And she is just incredible. She'll like contour the body as well. So good. And that is honestly like the best tan I've ever had. It's so natural. And I do that now with brushes, actually. And like you around, on your, yeah, yeah, around really my good wrists and over tricky my knuckles, areas. just to kind of soften things to down. To blend it, totally. Like, like the tricky areas, the hands, knuckles, elbows, yeah. <laughs> ankles. I feel like my husband even like now knows my tan routine. He's like, okay, we need the mitt. We need the Oh brush. my God, I love that. And he's like, where's the, where, where's the moose? And I'm like, here, oh my gosh, yeah. Hugo he's, finds it hilarious when, I, when, when I'm having a spray tan, I'm like naked. And because let's be honest, unless you're naked, you just get that really annoying, like mark. And no then when you're doing swimsuits of different cuts. And then you could, some of you are wearing a more high cut one. You can see it's, it's just annoying. So yeah. I go fully naked. And I think when you've had kids as well, I don't know. I just, you just don't, I don't really care about being naked. I'm just like, whatever. But my husband finds it quite weird seeing me completely naked in front of someone he doesn't know. And then the kitchen, I'll just be, like, uh... yeah, in the kitchen. He's like, the neighbors can see. And then I just walk, I have to stay naked for like at least an hour. And I'm maybe standing watching Love Island, like in front what of a fan, just like it? starkers. Yeah, he finds it quite I funny. do that. And then I get a hairdryer and put it on the cool setting. Yeah. And just kind of stood yeah. there like this yeah. for ages after. <laughs> the James is like, what are you doing? I know oh, I had a spray dear. tan the other day when it, it was like a heat wave a bit like it is now. It was one of those crazy days. It was like 35. I was like, what I've had, I've, I've had a spray tan. I'm like, it's going to, I'm going to sweat now. And it's going to, it was really stressful trying to get it to dry. Oh, I had like dear. two fans on me. <laughs> I'm just imagining in the kitchen. Oh, tan <laughs> stories. Hey, well, that actually segues again quite nicely onto our final question of the episode. So we finish each episode with the Lighthearted notes uh, on a biggest beauty blunder. So have you had any big beauty blunders? (laughs) Yes. Probably my worst was what I did to my hair when I was about 12, 13. I was at boarding school and I was at a friend's house for the weekend. And I think we had a glass of wine or two. 
definitely shouldn't have had that <laughs> and thought it was a good idea to use a packet of hair dye I just remember it said ash blonde on it and my hair is was this kind of color it is now it's like light brown it's like strawberry blonde and I was kind of teased at school by other girls who said you know I had this kind of like mousy hair and they would you know tease me about having red like saying that I was ginger and like be kind of mean and I didn't I just wanted to fit in with everyone else so I just thought okay I'll just have blonde hair and they won't tease me about it anymore so we used this packet of hair dye and it went really wrong and it it, it was just like bleach basically just like bleached my hair it went bright yellow I just oh, remember no. when, we, when we'd washed it out and I was, we were drying it. I was like so excited to see my new blonde hair. And I was like, oh, what has happened? It was like fluorescent yellow. Oh no. And then I remember my friend being like, don't worry, I've got another packet. That will fix it. So we did like a double dye. So you went in again? Yeah, again. And it obviously didn't help at all. <laughs> so I had this bright yellow hair. And my mum, she said I was too young to have my hair dyed and she wouldn't have let me get it dyed. But then she marched me into a hairdresser to have it like repaired, essentially like toned down. But it's the yellow just kept like coming through. Kept coming back. She had to take had you to, to the pros. Yeah, she had to, I had to have highlights in the end and like a mixture of highlights and lowlights, I think, to try and break it up. And then I had blonde hair for a couple of years until I finally realized it just, it didn't, I don't think it really suited me. And I grew it out and have been my natural color since. Uh, since I'd say my 20s, early 20s. I love that story. I can fully, fully. What's yours? Come on, what's yours? Oh God, so many. Mine has got to be a fake tan or an eyebrow. A lot of people say eyebrows, but I think because my sister was nine years older than me. So I used to just copy everything that she did. Like I would steal her clothes, her fake tan. I thought I was a lot older than I was. And I used to go to my friend's houses. We were probably 13. And I remember being at a friend Chloe's house. And I had plucked my eyebrows within an inch of their life. Like they were tiny and they started about here. And I I did the same to hers. (gasps) I thought it looked really good. And we walked downstairs and her mum was honestly like, (gasps) what have you done? And I was like, you don't like it. Um, So not only did I take myself down, I actually took other people down with me. I did that to my sister. Well, I'm, with my eyebrows, I remember coming down and my down to the kitchen and my dad just like gasped and he was so upset. He was like, what have you done? And then with my sister, when we were due to be bridesmaids and we were quite young, I was like, let me cut your fringe. And I was, I mean, we were literally, I was literally like seven. Let me, I was like, let me cut you a fringe. And I cut her fringe at the front, like right down. So it was only, you know, I literally cut it next to the sculpt. So it was like, like micro a tiny centimeter. Micro fringe. <laughs> and I was in so much trouble. I think I basically thought she was going to look cuter than me in her bridesmaid dress. So sabotage. So evil. <laughs> I was in so much trouble. So she, and she always like laughs at me about it, but it was pretty mean. I mean, if Sienna did that to a radio, I'd be so angry with her. So basically don't let Millie or I come near you with a pair of tweezers yeah. or a pair of scissors. No, do not, just don't let me, don't let me touch my hair. You can listen to my hair advice, but just do not let me near your hair. Yeah. Good advice to finish on. Uh, well, thank you so much, Millie. Thank you for joining. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Um, yeah, yeah thanks, thanks so much. Thanks everyone. Hope you've enjoyed. I've got loads of great beauty tips that I've just got from you now. So I'm going to go and try them all. Vice versa. I've got my list. <laughs> Thank you for being with us on this episode of Grazia Beauty Life Lessons. If you've enjoyed listening, please tell your friends about us. And 
as ever with podcasts, please subscribe and give us a rating. It all really helps to spread the word. See you next time. And thanks again to Absolute Collagen for supporting this episode of Grazia Beauty Life Lessons. As the original collagen specialist, thousands of people swear by their formulas for daily skin, hair, and nail health, as well as increasing energy levels in a natural way. Head to absolutecollagen.com to discover more, try it for yourself, and become an absoluter.